Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team, ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show, Diary at yahoo.com. Coming up on the program today, we are going to look at the big trade from the NHL that happened while I was over at 960, um, talk about it from a Flames perspective, talk about it from a Canucks perspective, talk about a big trade that should be happening with the Toronto Raptors, and then take a look at the career of Tom Brady before we get into today's ticket. So, should be a fun show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learn history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, so NHL trade season is off and running as the Vancouver Canucks have sent Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders for Anthony Bavillier, Aduradu, and a first-round pick that is protected for being a top-12 pick. Um, just, I guess, quickly, I think this is a actually pretty good move for Van... I mean... It's not a good move because Bo Horvat's your captain, and Bo Horvat is the type of captain that you build around, not the type of captain that you ship out of town. But for having the line in the sand be drawn, and for having uh, clearly made their decision with JT Miller and, um, again, the, the Kuzmenko contract, you have kind of put yourself in a position where you had to move Bo, Bo Horvat out. And thusly... Um, you look at what the, the Canucks could have got for him. I like Bavillier a lot. Um, Radu is someone who prospect people like a lot. And this is a draft where if you get a pick in the 13 to 20 range, it's all right. So I think the Canucks did well in a situation that is bad because of their own doing. But the the return is fine. Like, I, I think Bavillier has a lot of potential. I think Radu has a ton of potential, and that draft pick is going to, to be a pretty good one. From a Canuck fan standpoint, I don't know what you hang your hat on now. Like, you have Patterson and Hughes for now, but is there any confidence that this teardown is going to lead to anything? Again, we have looked at the salary cap situation for the Vancouver Canucks for a while now. Like, it's, it's going to be a bit before this team gets out of salary cap hell. Like, the, this team has, under contract right now, uh, you have JT Miller until 27-28. You have Connor Garland until 25-26. You have Oliver ekman Larson until 26-27. You even have one more year after this of Tyler Myers at 33 years old. Like, there are so many big contracts on this team. I don't know when you can start the, okay, let's transition into being a good hockey team thing now. I just, I don't know. I don't know when that process is going to be able to start. So from a Canuck fan standpoint, it is bleak right now. Pedersen and Hughes are great. So is Horvat. That is a cornerstone guy. That is a guy who is like face of the franchise for the next thousand years. And now he's gone because you decided to sign JT Miller to a contract extension. It, it is wild, wild amounts of mismanagement. And from a Canuck fan standpoint, it's just impressive how screwed that team 
actually is. Looking at this from a Flames lens, which is kind of what we do. I was on Sportsnet 960. By the way, uh, I said this on social media, but everyone um, has been so incredibly nice uh, about that, I, I guess, return. Um, it, it is certainly not on a full-time basis. It is fill-in spot duty at best right now. Um, like, it's... To, to go from a, a pro wrestling standpoint, it's not even as part-time as... I guess there aren't a whole lot of part-time guys right there there right now, right? Like, it's it's kind of, not to compare myself to him, but it's kind of John Cena's schedule where I'm going to pop in very infrequently. But when I do, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but everyone's been so, 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 so nice about it to the point where people were joking um, uh, about it with me. But just thank everyone for the the support. And thank you to 960 for, for welcoming me back. Art and I have been talking basically since last summer about coming back in, in some, capacity and it was important for me to keep doing all the stuff that I am doing and so I'm I'm happy to to add it on to the the list of things that I am doing but I certainly don't want or quite frankly need it to be at the top of the list of things that I am doing I I've done that I I like what's happening now anyway that was the sidebar from a, a flame standpoint now the question is, should they make this type of a move? And we kind of discussed, uh, myself and Aaron Vickers, on the on Sportsnet today about what the equivalent for this type of a thing would be. And you can't draw straight lines from Bavillier and really anyone on the Flames roster. Same thing for Radu. But it would be something along the lines of a, like, Dubé Coronado and a protected first for a Bo Horvat. Are you doing that for a Timo Meyer? Should the Flames be doing that, right? Like, as it sits right now, they're on the outside looking in when it comes to the postseason. If the playoffs started today, they would not be in it. They would be one of those lottery teams. And I think for Calgary... It's a difficult situation because this team needs a difference maker right now. They need someone who can move the needle. The problem is they can't afford that either this year or in years beyond, right? And so you need a difference maker to go in there and and kind of like shake things up and elevate this team, but you can't afford that. However, the little nibbling at the edges moves isn't going to do anything because you know they're not going to sit Lucic, right? Like they're just, they're, they're 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 not. They're Lucic isn't going to be a guy who sits two three times a week and only plays one time a week. He is going to be in the lineup every day. So you are bringing in a Max Domi or Anthony Duclair to fill the role of Ruzichka or Dewar or Pelche. And while those players are better than those young kids, it's not a big enough improvement to even get you ahead of Edmonton or LA or whatever. It's just a bit of a oh okay, you're not replacing the biggest issue in the lineup right now. You are just kind of mildly upgrading things that don't necessarily need to be upgraded anyway. So the Flames are in a very difficult position right now. The real answer for the Flames is everyone just starts playing well. This team hasn't had a real sustained stretch where everyone has played to their hockey DB page, right? Everyone's played to the back of their hockey card. Huberto is getting there. Kadri is, I think, there. Um, but I think they need some of these guys to really step up in a big time way. And then the Duclairs or the Domies or the whoever's are going to be the guys who help out, um, help out instead. If it were me from a flame standpoint, I'd be trying to get Luke Shen, um, 
I think it's probably going to cost a second round pick to get Luke Shen. And if there's enough of a bidding war out there, then I could see it elevating to a first round pick. And that is just that that is not something that I would be entertaining from a Calgary Flames standpoint. Music that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be. And you can find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. It's his birthday today. Working into the National Basketball Association, um, it's over for the Raptors. They lose last night to the Utah Jazz. And I, I have been hesitant to enter the blow it up conversation from a Raptor standpoint it is time to blow it up from a Raptor standpoint. And it sucks because I like all the pieces on... Well, so, uh, the main pieces that will be sent out, I like, right? I really like OG Ananobi. I really like Fred Van Vliet. I like what Gary Trent Jr. brings. I think you should probably trade all of them at this point. Because what are you getting to with this team, right? Like, if... Right now, they are a game and a half out of the play-in. And at which point, they would have to win back-to-back games just for the right to get into the postseason to get throttled by Milwaukee or Boston, right? Like, say you get into the playoffs. Are the Raptors better than Boston? No. Are they better than Milwaukee? No. Philadelphia? No. Brooklyn? No. Cleveland? No. Miami? You might catch them at a good time, but they're not moving high enough up in the standings that it's going to matter for the Raptors anyway. This team's peak right now is like 7th or 8th, and that's just not where you need to be, especially in a draft with this one. This year, it does not make a lick of sense to just squeak into the playoffs when you could have even the smallest chance of getting a Wembenyana or a Scoot, right? So I think... It was really driven home last night that the Raptors need to kind of refresh this. Build around Siakam, build around Scotty Barnes, and go from there. You can make an argument that OG could be the type that you could build around, but he is going to get you a haul of of picks at this year's um, trade deadline. So I, I am now of the opinion that the Raptors need to blow it up. They did a hell of a job of not blowing it up. To, to build this roster to a point where they were comfortably in a playoff spot and making things uncomfortable for the 76ers last year, um, to, to handle what they have handled post-Kawhi has been so impressive, and they should be really proud of that, but it is now time to start over in Toronto, um, and I think that starts with the trade with OG, and honestly, probably Fred and probably Gary Trent. Well, I think definitely Gary Trent Jr. And the frustration is, is you know what the problems are. You know that they need to address any type of scoring, specifically depth scoring, and they need a little bit more rim protection. Like there are, you can get tantalized because there's a couple of moves and then all of a sudden, hey, look at this. We're back. Let's go. Um, But there's only a, a... there, there's still a ceiling to that, and I think they, they need to, to kind of start this thing over again in Toronto. Lastly, Tom Brady uh, announcing on social media that he has retired, and A, I am believing this retirement. You look at that video, that dude's tired. He has been through, and again, we shed no tears for people who have made hundreds of millions of dollars in their career. Tom Brady went through personal, real a, a real difficult personal time this year with 
um, a very public divorce. The football team didn't play well. He's getting beat up. It just didn't go great for, for Tom Brady. And so I believe this retirement this time. This year was no fun for him. Dude needs to take a break. And if he wants to get back into the game, he's got a Fox contract waiting for him that's going to give him another $100 million. So I think he'll be fine um, in retirement. And I think he's going to stay retired. We had the conversation on the show the other day. The, um, the GOAT conversation starts and ends with Tom Brady. I cannot, in my mind, fathom another quarterback being named the GOAT. I just, like, it just doesn't, it does not compute. Seven Super Bowl champions, all-time passing yards, like, every marker you could lay lay out, he hit that. Oh, well, Deflategate. He won four Super Bowls after Deflategate. Spare me the Deflategate bullshit. He went to Tampa Bay and won another Super Bowl. He has more Super Bowl wins than every team in NFL history. It's... It's truly insane what Tom Brady has been able to accomplish in his NFL career. And so I I do not think that anyone has a really compelling argument to go up against Tom Brady um, in, in any kind of GOAT conversation. Yeah, so let's see here. There's the three Super Bowls that he won, and then two that he lost, and then two more that he won. So we are up to seven. He's been in 10 Super Bowls. 10. That is a crazy, 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 crazy number to, to wrap your head around. And when you think that this is Super Bowl 52, like just the percentage, he's been in a fifth, basically, of all Super Bowls that have ever been played. And I've, I've done this before, but I wanted to go a little bit more in-depth on this one. You can split Tom Brady's career in half, and he's a Hall of Famer. Let me really lay this out, because I've only done it with Super Bowls so far. 2001 to 2011, he has 39,973 passing yards. That is good for 24th all-time. It puts him just behind Hall of Famer Johnny Unitas. 303 passing touchdowns. That is good enough for 14th all-time. I think it put him uh, just behind Warren Moon. I believe, was uh, where he ended up on that one. Three Super Bowls puts him tied for fourth all-time amongst quarterbacks. His 2012 to 2022, 49,235 yards, good enough for 14th all-time. 349 passing touchdowns, good enough for ninth all-time. Four Super Bowls would put him tied for second most amongst quarterbacks in NFL history. He had two Hall of Fame careers, and he's the same dude. It's laughable, the records that he has for, on his, just his Wikipedia page. For, like, it, it's hilarious. There's scrolling that has to be done. Um, Seven-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time NFL MVP. He is the greatest of all time. There is no doubt in my, and look, I don't have any, if anything, the team I cheer for has more reason to hate the dude than anything because of the tuck rule game when I was first becoming a fan that sent my team into a hell spiral for 35 years, basically. So stay retired, Tom. Your legacy is not changing. Take a bit of a breather, my guy. 
The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. It is now time for today's ticket presented by Betstamp. Download the Betstamp app. Use the referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. It is the Travago of sports gambling. You can see all the different lines. You can see uh, all the different uh, sports books that are providing the lines. You really get the best return on your investment when you go to the Betstamp app. Download the app. Use the referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. Um, okay, it is now officially All-Star break time in the NHL, so we have no games on today's ticket for the National Hockey League. We go to the NBA. It is the Lakers taking on the Indiana Pacers. Um, I think LeBron is going to be very focused. There is potential that he could get the scoring title in the next two days, uh, next three games for sure, but maybe even next two. I think the Lakers are going to be on a bit of a roll. We're just going to go with a, a simple win for the, the Lakers. They are one and a half point favorites right now over the Pacers. You can get them at one at bet 99, which also gives you the best odds for Lakers straight up at minus 112. It ranges from minus 126 at Sports Interaction to minus 112 at bet 99. So if you're fancying the, fancying the, uh, the Pacers, there are some pretty good numbers out there as well. But we are going to go with the Lakers um, at minus 112. 12. Moving on, it is the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think Memphis hangs in this game. Um, I'm going to go Memphis plus six against Cleveland. The best place to get that at is at Coolbet. There's a few plus five and a half. So if you're looking at Cleveland, um, 20 bet, Betway, Bet Victor, uh, B Win. Party Poker, NBet, and Tony Bet all have them at minus five and a half, but we're going to go with Memphis at plus six over at Cool Bet, that one at minus 109. Anything else on this one that is kind of jumping out to us this evening? You know what? We're going to go with the Bucks against the Clippers. A couple of teams that maybe aren't as good as people thought they were going to be. Let's go Bucks minus four and a half. There's one minus four um, at Pinnacle, but we can get a bit of a better number at Cool Bet if we go minus four and a half. So we are going to do that one. That is, uh, those are the three games we're going to look at here. Milwaukee minus four and a half at Cool Bet. Memphis. Plus six at Cool Bet and the Lakers to win straight up against the Pacers. That one is at Bet 99. That is today's ticket presented by Betstamp. Download the Betstamp app and use referral code Coach to let them know that we sent you. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Um, gonna have another show coming up on Friday. It's gonna be a fights and football Friday. I will talk to you all then. Have a great day, everyone. And again, thank you all so much for the support. I will talk to you all later. I'm out.